If you think you are being too critical, you're probably not. The grand scheme of it is it has to be correct. It has to be right. It's okay to question things. The problem is, is if you get into it and you start approving a bunch of them and you feel like you're not sending any back, you may be on the other side of the fence where you're like, man, something's really going wrong here. So I think that's my biggest takeaway is if you think you're being too critical or you're being too meticulous, you're probably okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the season finale of season two of the New Adjuster podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We're super grateful that you're here today, and hopefully you followed our previous episodes and our previous seasons. If you missed those, go back and give them a watch or a listen wherever you get your podcasts. We have a very special guest today, but before we get into that, let's do some introductions. My name is Murphy. I'm in the property training department here at CNC, and with me, as always, is Kelsey, property claims manager. And again, we are super thankful that you are joining joining us today. Although it is our season finale, it is not the last you will see of CNC, especially on our social media platforms. So go give us, excuse me, a follow on our platforms at CNC, Catastrophe, and National Claims. Now, let's go ahead and get into our final episode of the season. This episode is titled Mastering File Reviews, and we have a fantastic guest joining us today that knows a lot about this subjects and a lot about the insurance industry as a whole. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, good morning. Uh, thanks for having me. appreciate being on. It's great to be here the first time uh, uh First time um, on the podcast, but always watching it on uh, social media, not on social media, but uh, on the podcast, uh, I think it's on Spotify. So. That's right. But yeah, always checking them out on, on those uh, on those platforms there. So my name is Craig Fowler. For those who know me, uh, for those who don't know me, I am the Chief Claims Officer here at CNC, and I've been involved in pretty much everything from a field adjuster to a janitor, um, <laughs> all the way up to now, obviously, the chief claims officer here at CNC. I've been involved in everything. Uh, for those who don't know me, I've been doing this uh, for over 33 years now. So, um, yeah, it's a long time. When I, when I see those notifications come across that, hey, you've been congratulations <laughs> on your 33rd anniversary, I'm yeah. just like, wow, wow, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, good deal, good deal. Well, we're happy to have you here for the first time. I feel like we've been begging for you to come talk to yeah. us. Hard man to get in touch with. Interesting. <laughs> Usually I'm on that side. Like yeah. sort of our cl- uh, claims, claims corner, corner and other yep. things. I'm on that side. So. Which is coming up soon. This is interesting. Yeah. That's be, right. This is going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Be a lot I of think fun. so as well. So um, first question, I guess we'll jump right into it. Can you briefly explain the role of an independent adjuster and the significance of a file reviewer in that process? So when you ask that question, the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, what is an independent adjuster? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when looking at an independent adjuster, I'm thinking of a field adjuster, right. somebody right. out in the field that's out there looking at claims. But you also can look at kind of a, an independent adjuster from, from the desk side as mm-hmm. well, because, you know, we'll bring in independent adjusters at the time and work behind the desk. But you look at that, think about that question and what is their significant role in the file review? Well, a lot of independent adjusters on the field side don't really have a role. They don't follow a role. However, they should be following Mm -hmm. a role in the file review. It is a really critical piece for that field adjuster to be able to spend the time to look at their file and see what they're doing and see if it's we have coverage issues. We have is the estimate rent right? Because when you look at it as an independent adjuster, it's your product. That's right. Your name is one. Not somebody else's name. Not Murphy's name. Not Kelsey's name. Not the examiner that's looking at the file that's right. sitting at the desk. 
but it's the independent adjuster's name on the file. Mm-hmm. So is it a professional quality file that they are turning in? Because when you turn in a professional quality file, that an examiner, the desk adjuster, can look at and go, oh, this is an easy file to look at right. because it's been processed properly. It's been set up right. Everything is in order. Mm-hmm. Then they remember that adjuster's name. I was going to say, they'll see your name going forward, and yep. there you go. That's how you get more claims. That's how you get and more claims. And as a new adjuster, that's what you want. You exactly. want that opportunity that just keeps evolving. You keep getting more opportunities. You want yeah. your name to be in seen as in a positive way, yeah. not a, oh, my gosh, it's one of yep. these again. <laughs> this yep. is going to take me 20, 30 extra minutes to review it because it's Murphy Bugs. Yep. yep. Versus, hey, this is a Kelsey file. Wow, this thing's great. Let's look at this because they did spend the time to properly put the file together. Yeah, and I think it's important, too, like you said, for the actual field adjuster or any adjuster, whether it's a desk estimator or a field adjuster, to take their time to do a self-QC. We've talked about that a couple times this season, about how field adjusters have to not only take pride in their work, but they have to take the time to look at their own work before it gets to the file reviewer. Because if they do that, a lot of times it cuts out the back-and-forth ping-pong match. You Mm -hmm. know, hey, this is wrong. It's a silly mistake. There's no deductible, no depreciation. So other than taking the time to actually look at those files, what are some things that field adjusters can be cognizant of right off the bat whenever they are doing a self-QC before they actually hit submit? So before you hit submit, so one of the things I look at when, when a file, when I'm, you know, like I said, I've been doing this forever and I've kind of evolved in this. And, and at first you're like, well, it's not really important. Somebody mm-hmm. else is going to pick it up and, yep. and catch it and yep. you turn it in. Yep. But I started looking at, okay, it is important because you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. You have the estimate matches up, the quantities match, everything matches up because if it doesn't, it just delays that file process. It delays that time between, like you said, ping pong match going back right. and forth. During that whole time, that ping pong match going back and forth, guess who is suffering from it? Policyholder. Customer. Yep. They're suffering from it. They're going to start complaining. They're going to go to their agent, and it just becomes – it spirals out of control. So ask me your question again, though. Yeah, so the thing about it is, you know, like I said, other than taking the time, what are some some things that you can give to a new field adjuster to, hey, be cognizant of, of these before you hit submit? What are some things that you should check just from a baseline, like deductible, things like that? Man, I could go over a massive list. Yeah, there is a um, lot. If you had to give me a top three. I don't even know if I can give you a top three <laughs> because they're all because it, it's all critical. I mean, yeah. the admin's critical. Yep. Um, the estimate itself, the coverages mm-hmm. are critical. Does the estimate match up with the photos? Do the there photos exactly match up? up? Yep. But when I look at you know think about when I look at a file, it's you really have to have patience looking at it. Mm-hmm. You can't just breeze through it and, yeah. and go through it really fast. You have to have yeah. patience. You have to spend the time to actually look line by line. Item by item, quantity by quantity, depreciation depreciation by depreciation, and make sure it all matches up. And you get in these larger files like that, it it takes a lot of time. And learning from this process over and over and being involved in it, I always tell everybody when I do classes and things like that is do not trust the computer. Mm -hmm. Do not trust yourself. When Mm -hmm. you're sitting there writing an estimate and you're spending hours and countless hours writing an estimate, are you using macros? Are you using some other form? To actually write it, you have to go back and patiently look at each line item because you may the the estimate may say one door remove uh, one R and R door, and the next line may say or paint eleven doors. Right. Yeah. yeah. And 
the computer will absolutely lie to you. You'll look at it and go, oh, one, one, and yeah. realize somebody else is going to pick up the file and go, why did you paint 11 doors? Right. Yeah. You're like, uh, no, it's not. And right. you look at it again, and it's just, but yeah. your top three, <clears throat> the administration side, because, yeah. I mean, it's your coverages, it's your deductibles. Yeah. It's, I mean, did you spell the insured's name right? Yeah. That is something That's that I was thinking mistake. too, because if you, I think about these file reviews as, what happens if this claim goes to litigation Absolutely. Yep. and you have the wrong insured's name on there? It could be everything else. This is your their house that you have written this estimate for, but it has the wrong name or the wrong claim number. It could be thrown out in Correct. an instant. Correct. So it's very important. And that's a good point to bring up because even just a minor misspelling, mm-hmm. that file now has an error. Yep. And a lawyer looks at that and goes, okay, if you made an error here – Yep. Then the rest of the file has to have errors. You You made errors everywhere else. Yeah, then it's all in question at that point. Yes. Yeah, and I think as a reviewer, too, you just have to be so meticulous, like you said. You had to take the time. It takes a special person to be a file reviewer because most people look at they want to hit their numbers and they want to get Mm -hmm. so many files out the door. But the thing about it is if that one file takes you three or four hours to look at, as long as it's right, that's what you want. You don't care how long it takes. But, you know, when you talk about that, there's an art to actually looking at a file as well. There is. Um, and it's not just it's you, it's using your technology. It's using the tools that you have. And the way I was always looking at files is I would bring up the file. If it's a large file, bring it up on one screen. Mm-hmm. I have a couple, I have three monitors. Bring it up on one screen. Bring the file, another copy of the file on another screen, and then bring all the pertinent information over here, the loss notice, any additional docs, anything like that. So what I'm doing is I'm looking at the estimate mm-hmm. on this side. This is where I'm making my marks on this yeah. side. And I'm taking the photos on this other screen, and I'm making sure, okay, did they do this right? Yeah. Did Are we replacing one door? Does the door show damage? Are, right. we, re, are we replacing a roof? Does the roof show damage? So I'm going back and forth. Okay, is it three-tab shingles? Okay, do they have estimate three-tab shingles? Right. And then I'm also using this screen over here to look at the narrative as well. Yeah. Because when we read a narrative, the narrative should explain everything about the file. Yep. What the adjuster did how they started the file process, how they wrote the estimate, what issues they have, anything special. You don't have to go into a full details about, like, if you had 15 inches of water in your house and go, oh, that was, we cut the drywall to four feet. That is a common, okay, that mm-hmm. happens. Right, yeah. We know that's what you have. You have yeah. a four-foot scope. You're going to do everything to four feet. You can do this, this, and this. But if you had double layer of drywall, yeah. well, guess what? That, that should common. be explained yeah. because when I hit the estimate over here looking at that, I'll see, see a double quantity of drywall. I'm go, why? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Well, your F9 node, hopefully on the estimate, said that. Should. Your photos show that. Your estimate, your narrative, explain that. Yeah. And so everything has to tie together. You really have a um, – everything matches. You know, like it's like a, it's like a stool. Yeah. The stool is not going to stand up properly if the estimate – the narrative, the photos, all don't help support that whole claim. Yep. That's what if, you're putting together. Yeah. yeah. If one's wrong, it, your whole file's wrong. Right. The whole thing. And then, like you point out, Kelsey, attorney gets a hold of this. Yeah. It's field day. Field you know, day. They're, they're, they're getting their – they're paying for their kids' college for the next year because they're, <laughs> that's how much money they're going to collect. <laughs> I mean – that's right. Yeah, because if they look at it and say, well, like you said, if you miss this one thing, now everything else is in question. Now we go through it with a fine-tooth comb and then – question. Questioning your there. judgment on everything. Mm-hmm. But exactly. like you mentioned with photos as well, 
I have come across so many files that just labeling your photos correctly yep. is huge. And it's something that a lot of people don't really pay close attention to. No. But going through and putting a note in every single photo, no related damage, no related damage, that's not helpful. Yep. Tell me r- what room this is and what you do see in this room. There were, I'm talking about a wind claim here, floodline in this room. You can put that in your photo. That's what you're taking a photo of. Mm-hmm. Tell me that. Yep. Instead of just saying, no, nope, no related damage, that, that's unhelpful. Well, it's interesting to bring that up. We just had a conversation today with a client, and one of the things that was brought up is they're looking at every single photo has to have a comment. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a, like you said, damages. Yeah. What What's are you damaged? seeing? Right. And, and on the flood side of things, you know, we can get 1,000-page files. Mm. Yeah. Sure. I mean, 1,000 pages, and it's just like, oh, my gosh, and you get – Three or four hundred photos, mm-hmm. and to an to an independent adjuster, they're like, "Do I really have to fill all these out?" Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, the answer is coming. Yes, yeah. you actually do. Yeah. And it's not less copy and paste a note over and over and over again. Right. You can do that on a few. Yeah. Sure. But when you have special situations like double layers of drywall, or mm-hmm. there's a wind claim and you have a flood line, mm-hmm. explain what you are seeing yeah. mm-hmm. because. We are the examiners that are reviewing these files are not the ones that are out there in the field. Yep. They're not following you around. If I could put a GoPro camera on top of your head and do a live stream <laughs> while you're in the field walking, yeah. that would be much better. Yeah, but that's kind of what you see at. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's what I learned going out there as, as a independent, as an adjuster in the field many, 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 many years ago when we just had, I won't tell you what we had. We had like Polaroid cameras, and <laughs> 35 millimeter cameras. What are those? And stuff what? like that. Exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. Exactly. But yeah, that's what we did. I mean, that's what you had. And then when we get to digital, it was like, you need to take pictures of everything. And yep. the thing is, you don't have to turn all your pictures in. Right. You, But there's a situation, which I see it at every single storm, but every adjuster, it's like, hey, did you take a picture of that water heater in the closet that yep. you're paying for in your estimate? No. Okay. We, do we even know it's there? Yeah. Is it actually damaged? Yeah. Was it above the waterline? Was it damaged? And if it's not, and I'm looking at this file over here and I don't see a picture over here, we can't make that recommendation for it. Yeah. You can't prove it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. You're exactly right. So when you say, you know, that that you're looking at a file, right? You, You start looking at a file. It starts to look good. You're starting to get comfortable with that adjuster. How hard is it to not stay comfortable with the rest of that estimate. You know, like you get through the admin portion and it's good. And the first, the roof macro, they may probably using a macro in all honesty. And it looks great because it's the way the carrier's set mm-hmm. up. How hard is it as a file reviewer to sit there and be like, all right, the rest of it's probably good. Mm-hmm. Um, very hard. Exactly. Very yeah. hard. And it's, you, you, you want to do that mm-hmm. because you look at your queue and go, oh, I got a whole bunch over here. I got to look at. Yeah. Or you, you know, see that one person's number. name. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they're a good yeah. adjuster. And that's one thing. That may answer your first part, then I'll talk about the good yeah. adjuster part because yeah. that's that can be that could be a uh, critical error as well yeah. from, a, from an examiner point of view. Yeah. But yeah, you start looking at that file and you think, oh, this is gonna, yeah, I think we're good. And you and you tend to, especially you know, when a flood flood file that's so long, you want to kind of flip through the yeah. flip through it a little faster. Yep. You can't. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is there's a couple tools out there that you can look at. Like I'll like to, I like to, I actually also like to get the estimate in. Exactimate, mm-hmm. so I can pull it up in Exactimate as well, and I can look over. and And all adjusters really should be doing this. They should go in there and highlight their rooms, mm-hmm. and then look at like the global. I think it is where it shows if you have a line item like flood loss cleanup, and you have multiple line items of that mm-hmm. where you've inadvertently 
messed the pricing up, did something wrong. It's going to show you, hey, this this one here, there's three of these, and it's at 38 cents, and there's one of this is at 48 cents. Right, yeah. Immediately, you know, that is an error. Mm-hmm. Your quantities, your 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 cost, unit price, doesn't match up. Right. That is an error. You get to these files like you're talking about, and you're like, I feel comfortable at the beginning. You can't be because mm-hmm. that 48 cents may be at the end of the estimate. Yep. And you, you've got to go through. Yep. And that's why I pull it up on my screen here, and I'm looking at it from this side because I can use this to scroll up and down and back and forth. And once I look at my photos, I'll actually even open up the other end of the estimate while I'm looking at the top of the estimate here, and I'm just kind of back and forth. Yeah. I'm looking at both of them at the same time going, do we have errors? And when yeah. I find an error, immediately I will go to every other room and mark that error. Yeah. And then I'll go back and start at that process where I'm at for that one room. Yeah. Because I know if they made an error here on like floodless cleanup, for example, they most likely made that error on every single other room. Right. I like that you say you look at the bottom and the top because you're looking at the labor at the bottom and you're thinking, why is this labor charge here? And this is this type of they claim. Labor minimums in there. Yeah. Why do they have the O and P wrong? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, honestly, when I first started, I would print out the estimate yep. on the printer, have a hard copy and highlight, go through and read everything, highlight yep. it. And it just, it seemed to help me when I first started doing that. And that is a great point because that's how I did as well as yep. looking at the estimate. And that's what a lot of a field adjuster should do as well. Because mm-hmm. like I said earlier, the computer will lie to you. Yep. Right. The recommendation is take that file, print it, give it to somebody, let them review it. If yep. you work, if you have a partner that you're working mm-hmm. with, somebody's helping you out, if you just have a sibling or a spouse or somebody, right. let them look at it yeah. because they're going to find errors that you did not even think about. Or they're going to question, go, why did you do this? Right. Why'd you do that? Because to you as the field adjuster, mm-hmm. it is a process that you do over and over and over again. Well, you're going to make a mistake. You're going to bu- go over a bump that you didn't see or do something wrong and not even think about it because it just becomes habit. Like this morning I got up, I don't even know if I took my vitamins. <laughs> I mean, immediately... <laughs> You're like, because it's a habit that did you I normally do. That? do and I'm, right. I'm sitting there going, did I do that? And yeah. I'm sitting there looking at my vitamin thing going, I don't think I did. Yeah. And that's, you know, look, you're writing files. You just get in a habit over and over and over again. Yeah. And all of a sudden you miss something and you think you did it. Mm-hmm. You realize, oh, I didn't. But if you take that file, you print it, mm-hmm. you give it to somebody, let somebody else look at it. They will find the errors that you're actually missing. And I recommend that because if you spend 10 minutes letting somebody else review a file, you're going to save yourself hours of back and forth. Right. Why did you do that? Because if I turn a file into you and you're my examiner and you see errors, guess what I'm out doing? I'm out adjusting more claims. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you can turn to me and you're going to say, where's your file? I need to get this fixed, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm out running claims. And then the policy holder's going to be calling me going, why is my, you told me you were turning my file in today. Where's yeah. it at? I'm like, well, I get, it got kicked back from Mr. Right. Mean yeah. Murphy over he here, Mr. Something. Mean Examiner. And it's just, yeah. now you have this just process that, yep. okay. Cycle, never can, ending. Never ending, but you can lose quickly control of that situation, mm-hmm. yep. of that whole claim. If yeah. you're just, you got to spend the time. you got to have the patience, spend the time to make sure these errors are not there. Yeah. yeah. And as a file reviewer, too, you're looking on your computer all day long, eight hours a day, 12 hours a day, whatever the case mm-hmm. is. You're looking at this computer, and you're scrolling through all day mm-hmm. long. Your eyes are going to get Everything tired. Everything starts to look the same. Everything's going to look the same. You could exactly. see, you could be reviewing something and then your adjuster call you and say, hey, pull this up really quick. Let me look at that. You open another estimate on another tab. You've got this going on over here and you're like, whoa, what what is going on here? That's what helped me so much when I started was that I printed it out, what I'm looking at, what I'm actually reviewing, I have right here and go through that. And then if something else comes along, Look at that on your computer, but mm-hmm. you've got this hard copy. You're making your marks. Then you can go in, send it back, yep. whatever you need to yep. do. 
Yeah. Um, I, that's, I would print every single file. I mean, I probably took out a whole forced because all the paper I, I, I printed. Oh, y'all are going to kill me when I, I had, start I working had here. stacks and stacks and stacks. Yeah. But what was good about that is I could always go back and reference that information yep. as well. Yep. I could look back and go, what did I do wrong here? Yeah. How did I fix this? Yeah. I made a note on this one. Let me go back and check mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Something else that we talked about um, on one of our previous episodes was field adjusters actually print out the estimate while they're in your car. But yep. it's a good thing to think about. Hey, turn that over when you get out of your car and go in because it's got insured info in it. It's something that you yeah. have to keep, yep. you know, you to yourself. Keep Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that's all good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. I love it. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Fact or Fiction segment here on the New Adjuster Podcast. This segment is brought to you by Blue Leopard Agency, a marketing agency that's redefining success in the digital age. Visit blueleopardagency.com today to discover how they can tailor a marketing plan that's as unique as your brand. Don't wait. Take the first step toward marketing success right now. Craig, Fact or Fiction. Fact or fiction? Fact or fiction? Is this the last episode of the year, of ever, of the New Adjuster Podcast? Do you want to answer on three? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Mm-mm. Fiction. False. Big no. fiction. We will be back for a season three. I know Kelsey and I are both super excited about that. We kind of have some preliminary ideas of subjects that we want to touch on. Uh, you know, potential guest lists, maybe recurring guests. So, yeah. so that means I may be able to come back. That's right. Maybe. If That's we right. Can, if, if you don't get on my, if you get on yeah. my schedule. Right. <laughs> if we book it now, it might be all right. Next I don't year, know. Somebody's going gotcha. to put a meeting in its place. So yeah, at least true. one or two. That's true. That sounds about right. But what can get you through from this season to next season, Kelsey? Oh, definitely Claims Corner. That's that's all you right claims there, corner. too. Yes. Craig show. Yes. Yeah. And we want to talk about Claims Corner. I can tell you all about Claims Corner right now. It's going to be fantastic this year. Tell us some of what you got going on. When does it start? We're going to do a kind of a Q&A. We haven't really kind of set the dates. We're working on our first guest guest speaker yep. as mm-hmm. well, but we will have a little Q&A session, and we're going to actually try to go out in the field a little mm-hmm. bit more. Nice. Well, mobile show. And do some, you know, hands-on, climb some roofs, burn some stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that, it's going to be interesting. Is that kind of like a podcast or is it a, a video? How do, how do people tune into that? So it's usually every other Thursday when mm-hmm. we actually start the uh, broadcast. We start it. It is we try to do it live. Right. Okay. Um, it's better when it's live because it's not you know it's not scripted and there's all kinds of things that happen mm-hmm. which gets kind of goes crazy. Uh, which is actually kind of fun. That's the fun part. Yeah. Um, we're going to try to do it live in the field. Long okay. as I can get our field uh, guy and our photographer video photographer mm-hmm. over here to be able to come out and accommodate as well um, to do some stuff out in the field because I want to get the hands-on experience. We want to look at some stuff and talk about like uh, ladder safety. We may have mm-hmm. a company coming in and do some ladder safety and we we're thinking about actually having Murphy climb a roof and, and falling off a roof and oh. just kind of things oh, like no. that. <laughs> Not scripted. First uh, I'm hearing of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, we may burn a few things and have a engineer come out and talk about burn patterns as we're burning them. Oh, that's uh, cool. Have yeah. the uh, fire department involved in as yeah. well. Then, we, of course, we'll have some guest speakers. At like the how. wind tunnel. So this won't so. just be kind of flood focused. I know yeah. in years yeah. past yeah. we did, but I know last year we did a lot of property stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. What, do we, what do we say? We're on our fifth year? Yeah, I, I, I think this is yeah. actually six. Maybe six. I know our first oh. year, two years was it was flood, flood news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. flood oh, news. Oh, that's right. And then yeah. it switched to claims corner. So we yeah. we are we do we try to do some general topics. We do the flood. We do the property. We just kind of do everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. And if you, what's great about it is if you are a property adjuster, well, 
Come and join us. Yeah. Learn about, listen to what we talk about on flood side. Yep. If you're a flood adjuster, come and talk about the property side. Yeah. Because you get all these great experience. And it's always that perspective from somebody else on why they do things the way they do it. Yep. Not we'll like get good questions from that as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's not like, okay, this is why I do it. Um, this is how I do it. This is the reason we do it. So this is why it's important for an adjuster to understand this is the process we do things at. Because a lot of times we go out mm-hmm. as adjuster, you have no idea why a engineer looks at it a certain way, why right. uh, why uh, somebody does it a certain way. Mm-hmm. But now you're seeing from their view why they do it that way. Yeah. And it helps you communicate better with the policyholder, have that customer service, be able to be, have the knowledge to be able to adjust the claim better. Yeah. So where can our listeners find that? Is it on CNC Pro? I'll refer to this gentleman over here. <laughs> yes. CNC Pro. All go. right. There yeah. we go. Yeah, it's, on, it's on CNC Pro. Thanks, it's also on yeah. it's also on YouTube, our YouTube channel. Well, once we, we finish the broadcast, um, we put it on our YouTube channel as well. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Wow, I actually said that right this time. Usually when I talk about it at Claims Corner about our, our YouTube channel, it's just like yeah. YouTube. Yeah. It's just, it never <laughs> comes, got it that time. Never comes out yeah. right. So yeah. Well, that's good. So spring of this year. All right, let's jump back into part two of our Q&A with Mr. Craig Fowler. So, Craig, as a new adjuster, right, that's our audience, they have a lot of anxiety and a lot of, you know, self-pressure that they put on themselves because they submit the first file and it does get kicked back by a file reviewer or by Mm -hmm. quality control, quality assurance, whatever you want to call it. They have a lot of anxiety and they think they're mad at me. I need to stop now. I'm not good at this. And they freak out. What advice can you give to a new adjuster when they submit files and they do get kicked back from that first file? So an adjuster is always going to make mistakes. It's just going to happen. Like I said earlier, the computer lies to you. You may not determine the coverage. You may not have followed the company's guidance, whatever. We'll say this, the man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. There you go. And that's Proverbs 28, 13. So, okay. and that's, that's when you look at files and you look at, I mean, you're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't let it get you down. You learn from it. You track the information. You keep track of that, what you did, what you did wrong, and you continue to, to just develop that file ever better. Communicate. Mm-hmm. Talk to the examiner that looked at the file. Talk to your company. Make sure you have the proper claims manuals that you're looking at and the proper guidance. Is it carrier-specific guidance? Look at that information as well. But unless you are communicating back and forth, you'll never realize the errors that you can figure out how to get around and make. And also it gives the examiner confidence in knowing that you are willing to learn from these issues, from learn from these mistakes. That's your question. Yeah. And I think the big thing is, is is as long as you don't make the same mistakes over and over, you know, we, we've had a lot of new field adjusters that come in for cats and they keep a running sheet of mistakes that they've made Mm -hmm. on every claim. So that way, when they go to submit the next one, they go down that list and say, I didn't do any of these this time, did I? And I think that helps you build a good, you know, rapport, not only with the file reviewer, but the carrier or the IA firm and with yourself whenever you are writing claims. And another important thing is, like we're talking about new adjusters as they develop and they'll develop these skills and they'll develop the way they do things. Some point, sometime, somebody's going to change that process. Yep. You have to be willing to change with it. Yep. Just because somebody told you six months ago, this is how it's done, it can change. The yep. examiner may change it. A company may change it. You have to be willing to go, okay, I changed my process now. Mm-hmm. Don't become that adjuster who refuses to change. Yep. And refuses, no, this is the way it's going to be done. This is how I've been taught to do it over <laughs> yeah. and over again because you will, as an adjuster, 
eventually get just pushed out yeah. Yeah. because processes change, technology changes things. Yeah. There's new ways of doing, looking at coverage, new laws will come out. There's always something to sure. change. You've got to be willing to change with that. Yeah, I think you just don't want to be rigid as an adjuster. You have to, I mean, they always say adjusters, we adjust, adjust right? We're always changing. This industry is always evolving. Like your point too, but technology, I mean, that changes every week, it seems mm -hmm. like. There's always something else that's coming out. A new product that you can use as an adjuster or a reviewer that makes it maybe a little easier, maybe a little tougher, but hey, it's changing and you have to change with it. So Yeah, you definitely have to think about it. Not, I've been doing this for 30 years. I know better than this power reviewer yeah. who's been you know there for however long. But, but with saying that, you also need to develop relationships with your power viewers. Yes. You yes. are dealing with these people day in and day out. And whether or not you're sending a file back to the field adjuster, you are still reviewing that. You're still yep. communicating with them. And you should build a good relationship, a good rapport mm -hmm. with not only your examiners, but your desk adjusters, whatever the case is. So you know they can just call you and say, hey, you forgot this. Can you add this really quick? Absolutely. And you should have that relationship with them that – they're not afraid and to call you. And if you're that. collaborating, yeah. you know, we're using Xactimate product, and you're collaborating, the examiner can just go in there and go, quick, made a quick change to your file, call you yep. and say, hey, there was one little error, I made the change, we move on. Yeah. And everybody's happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you just don't want to make it adversarial. Yeah. Because we're all on the same team. And like you point out, you know, some adjusts say, oh, I've been doing this for 30 years. Great. You may have been doing this for 30 years, but you may have only handled 1,000 files for over sure. this 30 year period. An examiner, may look at 10 files a day for five years. Mm -hmm. right. I'm not going to do the math, but that's a lot more than a thousand, I think. Um, I think so. And that's what, a, that's what a lot they don't understand is say, oh, you've only been doing this for a certain amount of time. True. But I've also looked at probably double the volume of claims you've actually handled in the sure. field. So I've seen everything from a file reviewer's point of view. Yep. And I've lit, and we had that direct contact with our clients mm -hmm. and they're always having these meetings. We're always talking about stuff. We're always yep. changing stuff. Sometimes, unfortunately, that information doesn't get filtered down quickly, yep. but eventually it does in some type of guide or process. And adjusters need to understand, I need to review these guides. I need to follow what the guide says. And I also need to follow what my examiner is telling me to do. Mm -hmm. Now, if they tell me to make my paper pink, <laughs> I'm going to change it to pink. Better be pink. I mean, yeah. it's just the way it is. Well, yeah. yeah, and that examiner is getting direct contact with the carrier. The yep. carrier is saying, hey, this new statute just came out in the yep. state of Florida. Mm -hmm. We have to have this by this day, and this has to be like this. We're sending it back to them. They're going to be like, hey, I ain't heard nothing about this, mm -hmm. but we're not going to lie to you. Even exactly. the freshest yeah. of examiners, I would feel almost more confident with someone new handling my file because – they're going to pinpoint every little bitty thing. They yep. are pushing and finding little things on everything. And I just I just feel like that they can actually go in, filter through things, and, and find things that someone who's been doing it for 30 years may have never even noticed. Yeah, I right. think they're unbiased by right. previous ways of doing things. You they're know? not complacent. Yeah. Yep. And it, I, I don't know. I, yep. I love the – I also love the file review and field adjuster camaraderie and relationship yeah. i hear it a lot walking by the flood department they're always on the phone with their field adjusters i mean even for 30 45 minutes they'll be sitting there and just talking and mm -hmm. having a good time but also having those tough conversations with hey this is what you need to do and and it's always yeah. a yeah. great outcome with that and yeah. like you pointed out we're not going to tell you to do something that's wrong right mm -hmm. i mean and if unfortunately somebody does it's the examiner's fault right yeah 
It's not the adjuster's fault. The adjuster, like we talked about this, they sh- you shouldn't be fretting over this and worry about this as a new yeah. adjuster and going, oh my gosh, I just made this massive error mm-hmm. and now the company's going to look at me in a negative way and I'm gonna, yeah. there's going to be problems. Yeah. No, it's let's communicate. Let's have that conversation because the more we communicate, the more you're, the, the new adjuster is willing to say, yeah, I made this error. Let's fix it. Here's what I'm doing. Have that communication. Your name now begets, instead of being looked at negatively, it's now like, oh, that adjuster is willing to make the changes, is willing to do the work in order to be successful, in yep. order to grow as an adjuster. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, really and truly, getting into the adjusting business, you hear all the time, it's like, oh, my friend's doing this and that. And they're doing, they're working all the time. A lot of new adjusters come in. It's difficult for mm-hmm. them to get in. It yep. is. It's difficult to stay in that business. Mm-hmm. So you have to make a good name for yourself. Yep. And the way you do that is networking and communicating and making sure, hey, I'm out here. This is what I'm doing to improve. Mm-hmm. I am willing to make the change that you were asking me to do and grow with you into this and become one of your lead adjusters out there that you can count on me all the time to do it. Because yep. if, like I said, if if Murphy's giving me a product that is okay and then Kelsey comes along and she's killing it over here and she's giving us a good product, guess who's going to get more work? Yeah, I mean, that's true. And we, we've said it a couple times already. You have to be able to adjust. You have to be able to not make the same mistake twice. I think that goes a long way with an examiner, too. You get a file, and you're like, oh, man, they messed up on a lot of this silly stuff. If you start noticing that same adjuster, every file after that does not make that, that gives you that good report confidence. now. I mean, that gives them confidence in you. It gives you confidence in yourself, and it just keeps building as you start to get more files. And then something changes, right? And then maybe you make a you know, make another mistake, but then you correct that quickly. And it's just, it's really a cycle, you know, I I think with a new adjuster and even with a file reviewer, because you have a certain way of doing things. It's a very laid out process. And then something comes in and changes it. And you just have to kind of incorporate it in there, change your process, make it work. I mean, that's really this industry in a nutshell, if you think about it. So you're continuously molding yourself into something new, but that kind of leads us into the next question would be how do you ensure objectivity and impartiality in your assessments? That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Um, really the impartiality should come. I mean, so you're, if you're looking at it from a, look at it two ways from a field adjuster mm-hmm. and also from a desk adjuster. Mm-hmm. I mean, really a desk adjuster should not be looking at, I think we kind of touched based on this earlier. They shouldn't be looking at a name. Right. Okay. Yep. Now we know Kelsey does a much better file than Murphy. Mm-hmm. But when Kelsey's files come over, I shouldn't be looking at Kelsey going, oh, stamp, good to right. go. Right. Good to go. Because Kelsey's a human being. Kelsey is going to make a mistake For somewhere sure. along the line. Sure. And it might be like we talked about, you know, we're looking at a file and it's like really good and clean at the beginning. Yep. You're like, oh, this is going to be a good one. And then all of a sudden you look at the bottom and go, 20 mattresses. What did they do? <laughs> oh, my gosh. They, yeah, yeah, 20 mattresses in yeah. this file. Oh, yeah. do they really have that many? <clears throat> yeah. But Kelsey meant to put two, mm-hmm. not 20. Yeah. So it's just a simple mistake that she made. But the thing is, when a, a, from a desk adjuster's point of view, we should not be looking at a name and going immediately, yep, this is a good one. And I know we t- sometimes tend to do that because you're looking at your all your claims, you're going, mm-hmm. and you're looking at, you know, we, when we look at our kind of our queue, you're looking at going, Ooh, there's 10 Murphy files and there's 25 Kelsey files. How I bet I can get these 25 Kelsey files out faster than I can Murphy files because yep. these are because those Murphy files are just absolute nuclear disaster train wrecks. <laughs> I mean, well, you and have that's, to think, you know, the 10 files you looked at for Kelsey may be great files, but then that 11th 
She had a bad day. Absolutely. Yeah. Just blown It was up. the last one before she went to yeah. sleep. Yes. Yeah. Half asleep. Yeah. You but never know. You, yeah. You look at the partiality is you can't look at the name. Right. Yeah. You just have to look at the file for what it is. I mean, you can't look at your cover, your, uh, your estimate quantities or not quantities, but your, uh, Payable amounts because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of examiners look at that and go, oh, this is going this was a ten thousand dollar payout versus a three hundred thousand dollar payout, and immediately they're gonna, oh, I'd rather look at the three the ten thousand because it's gonna yeah, be easier, right? Yeah. And that's not the way we you know you look oh. at the um, you look at the impartiality of this. In you also have to really you have to follow the coverages. You yeah. can't be impartial to a name. Yeah. Or oh my gosh, I know that you know that, that I know that name. Um, and we've we've had. Over the course of the years, tons and tons and tons of celebrities. I mean, just you cl- claims of yeah. uh, the drummer for Anthrax. I mean, people that oh, just wow. like that's crazy. A- and so when you look at it, you go, "Oh, that's a." We, actually, we had um Richard Richard Gear. We had one of his. Wow. You can't look and go, "Oh, that's a Richard Gear file." Let's pay everything. That's great. Wow, because wow, maybe you'll send me an autograph or yeah, something. Yeah, it's not what you you're looking great at. Great on my claim. Yeah. yeah, it's what does the coverage allow? You're looking at the policy. You're looking at the language. What do the claims manuals that for those clients or for the companies that are allowing? And that's what you have to go by. You have to look at that and say, and and you may have done, you may have written a great file, but you may have had a coverage issue. I mm-hmm. can't just say, oh, it's Kelsey. It's just a little error here. Right. Yeah. It is a coverage issue that you make. You can't, Still an you error. can't allow it. It's a, it is an yeah. error. And yeah. not only that, I was thinking when you were saying – just adjusters being objective to that, but I've made this mistake as well, seeing an address and saying, oh, I know that that hurricane didn't hit bad there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then you go and look at the file and you're like, oh my God, they got some high wind speeds. Yeah. But I've, you know, made that error in judgment. Which is great that you bring that up because, you know, Hal, Hurricane Hal, our, our guy, that, our flood scientist mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. disaster, he's actually at our conference going to do a presentation with Phil Kolbachkin, and I know I'm pronouncing that completely wrong. I'm just going <laughs> to he's going to do a presentation with Phil at our conference about forecasting modeling uh-huh. and hurricane pass. He said because the I same thing, everybody looks at the cone of uncertainty yep. and goes with that. But in reality, you may have a file that's 20 miles outside that area that actually has severe damage. Right. Yep. And you look at an address, the partiality. You look at an address and go, oh, they didn't get any damage. We're yep. Good. Yep. There's no way this estimate is accurate Correct. or you're denying. Right. I don't know. You got to really and, look at it. And the way you just explained that, that there's no way. You can't go into a file mm. thinking that. Yep. Yep. You can't go into a file thinking Murphy has a terrible file. <laughs> Kelsey has a great file. This address didn't get damaged. The coverages were not there. You can't go into a file looking at that way from an inspection of an as a new adjuster yep. um, down to the – Writing it down to the review of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to be impartial to everything. Look at the file as it is. Yeah. It's black and white. What are you looking for? Did the adjuster answer everything that w- that is needed for in order to this file to be properly paid? Yep. yep. And, it's, and it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. doesn't matter where it's located. Is the information there? Is the information accurate? Do the pictures depict the damage? Is the narrative explain what's going on? And then you can look back and go, oh, this is an address? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is a Murphy file. Holy right. cow. Yeah. Great job. <laughs> yeah. 
No, that's exactly right. And I do want to go back to the point that we mentioned earlier about, you know, the relationship between the file reviewer and the field adjuster, how it's not adversarial. It needs to be, you know, teamwork. We're all working for CNC or any IA firm or a carrier or whoever. I think a lot of times field adjusters look at QCs as like the man or the woman up in the ivory tower, right? And they just got the red pen and they're flashing it all over the place. Mm. But in all reality, that's not the case. And I think that's why it's so important to create a relationship, like Mm -hmm. Kelsey said, with that file reviewer and have them help you understand why something's wrong and not just tell you, hey, this is wrong. I think another problem, too, is when the file reviewers ask questions to the field adjusters instead of either just telling them right. What, What can you speak to that? Is it better to ask them the question or to tell them what's wrong and how so to we're going to go. We're going to go that? this in a couple of different ways. First of all, the problem probably with the person sitting in the ivory tower with the red ink probably start because of me. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Because <laughs> that's how I used to review files. I would print them, mm-hmm. and I had this big red marker, and I just just mark them up. I mean, this is back before we had PDF and mm-hmm. stuff right, like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, don't want to give my age away, but yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> mark them up, scan them in. Come back, you got these red marks all over the place, and it's just foul, and you're just like going, looks like like maybe like a Chucky movie or something. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. Chucky was like, mm-hmm. just just blood spat, spat right, all yeah. these files. You're just like going, oh my gosh. Yeah. And a lot of, adju- I, I had a lot of people come to me and say, oh my gosh, I got one of your 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 bloody splattered marks yeah. all over my file again. What, you know, and people are terrified of it. Yeah. I've had a lot of people, adjusters come to me, it's like, every time I see your name on a file, I just got terrified. It's yeah. cringe. Yeah. And, uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't the purpose of terrifying somebody. It was looking at the file and making sure you saw the what needed to be done. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, since then we transitioned to just giving you a form and hey, this is what's going on. Here's what we're seeing. Yeah. But when you get down into the questions, we as an examiner, especially on the flood side, cannot tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. You are the adjuster. You're the one inspected. All we can say is take a look at this again, Murphy. Mm-hmm. We noticed you put play, replaced three televisions in a basement. Mm-hmm. Is this accurate? Or can you look at this again? Do you have any more photos of that? <laughs> well, in the, in the flood world, personal property like yeah, is not covered, covered in the anyway. basement. Yeah. So it's not like I can't tell mm-hmm. Murphy, hey, you can't pay for these televisions in right. the basement. I have Tim to understand his coverage and his policy and his claims manual and everything else that he should know as an adjuster mm-hmm. and should always be learning and always be developing throughout, even when there's no storms going on, yep. there's nothing happening. You should always be reading. You should always be developing. You always should be working on your programs, mm-hmm. figuring out how you're going to handle that next claim when you actually get that assignment. Yep. So for Murphy's sake, he throws three televisions in a basement for a flood claim. And I, I can't say, take them out. Right. What do I you say? Have, I just have to say, Murphy, is this correct? Yeah. Did you mean, are these in, it's supposed to be in your basement? And then right. Murphy, based on that, all of a sudden goes, oh, wait a minute. This is wrong. Let me take this out of my estimate. Right. But a lot of examiners will ask questions. The questions are not meant for you to just remove something. Right. If there was a legitimate reason, well, we we want to go to the basement because I know there's not a legitimate reason why there should be three (laughs) televisions in the basement. But if there's a reason why Murphy in an estimate did something, and I say, did you, why are we replacing two doors here, for example? And, And Murphy goes, Oh, this is why a lot of uh, a lot of the the adjusters look at that question as I'm supposed to take it out of mess, and so they just remove it, yeah, with no reasoning why. And then guess what? The next question comes. Why'd hey, you on your last out? review, you had two doors. Why did you take them out? Yeah. 
we're not asking you to remove stuff. We're just saying explain because we look at it from where the official examiner at the client level is Mm -hmm. going to look at it. And they're the ones who actually put their stamp of approval on it for the the flood side. We are looking at questions they're going to ask. We are generating questions that they're going to ask. We're looking at stuff that go, "Mm, you shouldn't be paying for this, but I'm going to ask you why. And you're going to give me a legitimate reason. Now, if it's three televisions in the basement, yeah, you're going to say, yeah, I just made a mistake and you're going to take it out. But if it's something else that, no, this is why. Like we talked about earlier, the two – Layers of drywall. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's two layers, we need to see a pick. If you okay. throw in your estimate and you're paying for it, and I see that on my estimate, uh, we have double quantity here. I'm going to ask why. Yep. I'm not asking you to take it out. I'm just asking you why are you doing this. Yep. And you're going to go back and say, oh, yeah, I forgot to put an F9 note in there. Why? And, oh, here's the picture number 45 that shows the two layers of drywall. And then everybody's good and happy. Yep. And that's just it. It's just a quick back and forth mm-hmm. communication. Yep. But as an exam- as a uh, field adjuster, those are the things, though, as you're looking at your files, you're writing in your file, you have to think about the questions the examiners are going to look at. The, the, the person sitting behind the desk that's looking at that file is going to ask. Yeah. And that's how I always looked at my files is like, okay, this is not a four-foot scope. This is not a cut here. Uh, we, it's not a traditional four-foot scope. We have some paneling that we're paying for. We have double layer of drywall we're paying for. I need to explain that because it's not traditionally that you would see that in mm-hmm. an estimate. This is going above and beyond that. So I'm yeah. going to throw that into your estimate. Yeah. A very good point. Very good point. This is all good stuff. This is great stuff. Yeah, I have one about question. Another, if we have another, another hour, I can talk about this for <laughs> I an know. hours. I know. I feel like because you were just getting rolling. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so important for an adjuster to look at their files, think about what the examiner's looking at, make sure everything matches up, and then from the file examiner, when they're sitting at that desk looking at it. They're looking at those same levels of questions, and if there is a process that goes back and forth, well. I'm not sure why you're doing this. Hey, Murphy, this is Craig yeah. Fowler, your adjuster. Can you tell me what, about this? Can you help me explain this to me? Yeah. And that's it. It's not Nothing adversary. It's like it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's just a conversation. What is it? Teamwork makes the dream work? That's, that's right. The one. It makes that's the right. files go faster, too, and process faster. So now our policyholders are all happy now yeah. because they're getting their claim paid a lot faster. Yeah. With that being said, too, I have had one complaint I've heard from you know a field adjuster say, you know, I, I make a correction they ask me to make, and then as soon as I send it back, they send it back and tell me, oh, this is this, you forgot this, or hey, we need to put yeah. this on there too. And it yep. goes back and forth and back and forth. But the thing is, is that a lot of times it's not always your same reviewer that's reviewing the file. You submit it, it goes into a queue. I know in some departments there's a team for yep. QC mm-hmm. or yeah. QA, yep. and somebody else could pick up that file and review it the second time, and they find something else that, like, oh, yep. hey, this is big, but we need to get this fixed, too. Yep. And like you said, a lot of times we can do some collaboration with ExactMate yep. and fix those little things in office so we don't have to, you know, worry you and yep. make you change a thousand different things if it's mm-hmm. small little things, yeah. you know. Yeah, and that's a, you make a good point there as examiners. I mean, every examiner looks at a file just a little bit mm-hmm. differently. We are applying the same coverages. Right. We're looking at the same coverages. It's just the how you actually look at the file sometimes. And some examiners get in the habit. They're at the number 11 for the day, and they mm-hmm. may miss one or two errors when they turn return yep. it back to the adjuster. Mm-hmm. And they fix it. And then I come in fresh the next morning and look at the file again and go, oh, we missed this, this, and this. And it's, it's just an error right. made by the examiner. Mm-hmm. Examiners are not sitting up on their high level, their ivory perch, yeah. never making errors. We make errors as well. We're human. Yep. We're human. Yep. But if we all follow the guides and we all follow the guidelines that we have out there established and we can collaborate, we will get through the process much easier. Yep. And we are working on a lot of things technology-wise 
on systems that will actually review stuff yeah. and then send it back immediately saying, hey, we, we fixed all these. Before it goes back and forth, back and forth, back yeah. and forth. Just we need to fix this real quick. Right. And then the examiner can put their eyes on it because you may may have made an error. You mm-hmm. will, you didn't, but Murphy did. <laughs> Murphy made an error. He made a depreciation error, right. and he just overlooked it. I mean, just one depreciation error out of 5,000 yeah. line items. I've seen a lot of things coming out with Xactimate, too, with sure. their – getting some processes in there, the, the rules, yep. the exact expert yep. stuff that's yep. coming out that yep. fixes it before, you know, you submit it. Yeah. Don't yep. It doesn't even let you complete that estimate until it's exactly right. all these things are done. It's exactly right. I can't wait. And what's, you know, good about this is, is we talked about earlier, what should a new adjuster do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can always have a claim in hand, but you should always be understanding the manuals. You should always be looking at coverage, working on your programs, even in the off time. I mean, yep. sitting there writing at your estimate in your house, at your house, but learning the other tools that are out there, the software that's out there, the yep. other, what's happening out there and seeing how you can utilize that in your processes to make your job in the field much easier. Because in, in the field, it's it's hard. Yep. And then you get back to your desk and then you're writing an estimate and you're going, oh, I forgot to take a picture of that. Or I forgot to do this. Or yeah. I forgot to do that because you spent, you're, you're rushing through the whole process because somebody's calling you, I need my claim, I need my claim. Yep. Learn from the tools that are out there. Always continue to train. Always continue to develop. And you'll become the Kelseys of the adjusting world versus the Murphys of the adjusting world. I mean, it's all hypothetical. I don't know. Yeah, it is all hypothetical. I learned most of what I know from this guy. I I won't. (laughs) Nah. So, all right, let's do this. Let's all go around the table. One big takeaway from this episode when it comes to file reviews. Do you want to go first? I can go first if you want to go last. I need a little little time. (laughs) All right. So I think my biggest takeaway as a file reviewer is if you think you are being too critical, you're probably not. The grand scheme of it is it has to be correct. It has to be right. It's okay to question things. The problem is is if you get into it and you start approving a bunch of them and you feel like you're not sending any back, you may be on the other side of the fence where you're like, man, something's really going wrong here. So I think that's my biggest takeaway is if you think you're being too critical or you're being too meticulous, you're probably okay. And if you're not finding mistakes, you're 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 not okay. That's right. Because they're again, we're all humans. Yeah. This is not IA that's yeah. writing these estimates and that is checking these estimates yet. It's not though. AI. And AI. yeah, Did I, oh, I said I. I yeah. Independent adjuster. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. We yeah. are yeah. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know so what I meant. yeah, my big takeaway is basically kind of what y'all said is it, we we're human. We're going to make mistakes mm-hmm. at, at every level. You're going to make a mistake. Yeah, it's AI, just, AI. it's just, did you learn from your mistakes? Did you take the time to train and, and continue to improve? And also when you're making those mistakes and it's like from the top to bottom, mm-hmm. from the, the, the desk to the field, are you communicating? Yeah. Are you, are you yeah. building that team work to communicate? Here's what I'm seeing. Why are you doing it this way? And, and there's been so many times that I've gone through a file and I'll look at it a certain way as an exam and I'll talk to the, and say, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. And the, then the adjuster will go, but this is how I'm seeing it. And then we'll have a conversation about it and go, you're right. Yeah. I agree with this. I yep. think we can proceed it this way. Yep. I'm not, I mean, like I said, I've been doing this 30 something years. Yeah. I learn something new every single day. You're not and, in an ivory tower. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I learn something new every single day. I take yeah. advantage of the training that it's gets out there yeah. every single day. I'm always trying to continue to develop. Once I hit that mark where I think I know it all. I you might don't. as well go retire. Yep. Yeah. I might as well just go yep. put, hang my boots up because Kelsey is never going to give me another claim again. Yep. <laughs> because she knows she knows a lot of information. I know a lot of information. We collaborate on it. Yep. But when I say I know more than she does, hang it up. 
Yep. Because I don't. That's very true. It's not about who's right. It's about getting it right. Exactly. Yeah. It's about how make it, it's yeah. about making sure the customer's taken care of. That's right. That's it. That's, that's the it number one. That's what it comes down to. Yep. And and then within line of the policy too. Though. That's right. For yeah. that. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. We, it's we, a contract. We're gonna go. I know that. I know that policyholder. Let's give them some. Let's give them some free stuff now. Yeah. Well, that's at true. that same point, you know, you have to be mindful of we're doing all this back and forth. We're sending things back. We're writing assessment, and I know flood estimates take a lot longer than property estimates to write. But you have to think about it as well that. That insurance probably going to be calling you. Hey, what's going on? And you have to think about them as well. Yep. If I get everything is true and right, the first go around, do a self QC. It's not going to take so long for this file to get back to the insured and for them to get paid yeah. for them to get their house put back mm-hmm. together. And that's what we're here for. Yeah, the sole reason. Yep. Well, that does wrap us up. For this Q&A session, uh, the great thing about it is we all three work together all day, every day. Uh, so we have that privilege. So, again, we appreciate you being here, Craig. The final guest on the final episode, I think we have went out with a bang here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't tell you how much we appreciate it. I know I speak for Kelsey, too. I thought this was excellent um, and definitely a recurring guest opportunity, I would believe. Okay. If we can if take us can, down. If you can Fantastic. put us in. Good deal. All right. Thanks, thanks Craig. Coming, Craig. That was fun. Thank you. Hey, everybody, we just finished up with a fantastic guest, Craig Fowler, in a fantastic segment. Now let's jump into our Mythbuster of the Week. Our Mythbuster this week is brought to you by CNC Connect. Our CNC Connect conference is fast approaching. It's taking place from January 8th through the 10th here in beautiful downtown Mobile. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned adjuster, this event is an excellent opportunity to boost your knowledge in claims. We have a lineup of accomplished guests and speakers and ample chances for networking. Early bird tickets are on sale now for just $99 and our VIP tickets are $149. Visit cncconnectconference.com for your tickets today. So now for our myth buster, Kelsey, is it a common myth or a misconception? We know it is, but why is it that a common myth is that a lot of people think when the file gets approved at the IA level by the file reviewer, as we talked about with Craig, that that's it. That's the final decision. Why is that a myth? Well, you know, it it can kind of be both. It is a myth because a lot of times it can go back to the carrier and they have the actual final say-so in a claim. They can say, oh, yep, I don't like this. Send it back to them. And even though we approved it at the, you know, QA level, it's not always approved with the carrier and sent back unless the IA firm is acting as a TPA, which is a third-party administrator, then they are acting as that claims department. They are the ones making that final decision. Right. it's not not always that's is that the case. Yeah. So sometimes it is a myth. I would yeah. say most time it's probably a myth. Yeah. But sometimes it's not because like to Kelsey's point, if you're working as the TPA, you're basically acting as the claims department, right? So you do have the final decision on that. So good stuff. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us again today. We hope that you have thoroughly enjoyed not only this episode, but our entire season. I know Kelsey and I have, again, bitter, bittersweet to say the least that it is ending now, um, but we are very excited about what's to come in the next season. So we obviously will be having another season that will be starting next year, probably sometime around the summer and fall. So we look forward to seeing you then. Before we go today, we do want to do some very important shout outs. So number one, Kelsey. Thank you, obviously, for being a fantastic co-host. Um, I know we could not do this without you. You bring a lot of ideas and a lot of questions in. Back at you. A lot of exactly, and a lot, and a lot of guest, uh, you know, guest suggestions. I should say as they come up throughout the week. Um, some other folks that I want to give a very specific shout out to is our folks at Blue Leopard Agency 
fantastic people, three in particular. Jeremiah Long standing right here, our guy behind the camera. Obviously, we could not do this without him either. And Ashley and Amy as well for our social media, our brand managing, uh, the thumbnails that you see on all the platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. So we are super thankful to them as well. Please follow us on social media. Again, we have more content coming soon. We've got our conference coming up soon in January, which we are really looking forward to. And we hope to see you next season. Yep. Hope to see y'all at the conference and thanks y'all.